So uh, I trust all everyone is well, and it's it, yeah, it is important we understand that it's the word of truth that changes our life, and it's important that we understand it's the word of error that messes it up, really, that messes it up. So it's very, very, very important that we understand, and the more truth that you get, the more freedom you get, and the more deceit that you get, the more bondage you get. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So I'm reading from Ephesians uh, 4, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, pray first. Father Lord, I just pray that you would speak through me, Father Lord God, all of you and none of me, and that you would set people free from error, Lord, as in Jesus' name, amen. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which, with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness. See, this is the key to the Christian life, humility. You, humility. Anybody, anytime you see anybody speaking arrogantly, that is not of God, that is of Satan. Humility and gentleness with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Just that statement there, if that statement was applied, that, just that statement would transform the world. Just that statement. Tolerance for one another in love. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Well, that's, look, he just, that was a culmination of what he said. He's, as we call to humility, gentleness, patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. That is what will preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. He's just told you that if you, if you are manifesting these things, you will do your part in preserving the unity in the spirit of the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as also you are called in one hope of your calling. Here's the key that you have to have every single day that you have to have from the gospel. Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to say this. You don't have to have a healthy body every day. You don't have to have gazillion dollars in the bank every day. You don't have to have whatever, all of the great uh, accruements of, of, of life. Don't have to have all of those things, but you do have to have this hope. This hope, this hope will bring you everything else. You've got to have that. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. You've got to have that hope. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. What is he saying there? That's a manifestation of that hope. And don't forget, he's in prison when he says it. 
But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captive, a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. So here's the thing, folks. If you are saved, you have a gift. If you don't know what that is, then you need to find out. Because you have a gift to help build God's kingdom. And it doesn't matter if family said, oh, you'll never be anything. Yeah, a lot of people's family said that. But that your family are not God. Right? So don't listen to them. They're broken. They're saying that out of their brokenness, not out of accuracy. Um, so, and he gave gifts to me. Now this expression, he ascended. What does it mean except that he also ascended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also. He was ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. We have a father who is the creator of the universe. You know, when he says he will fill all things, or fill all in all in some versions, there is no obstruction to God. There should be no obstruction to you. I don't know if people were on when I was talking about limitations last week. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Understand one thing. This list is not exhaustive. It's not an exhaustive list. It's a representative list. So there's other things too. Some as artists, some as singers. There's so many other things, right? Uh, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to, um, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So what is this about? This is about becoming mature. This is about becoming mature, growing in truth. This is what this is about. It's about growing in truth. Let me tell you something. We've all heard of Christians. 50 years they've been Christians and they act like little babies. Because they have not imbibed the truth. They have not imbibed the truth. There's many Christians who have got saved and it stopped at the cross because they've resisted the truth. What they know is what they know and they don't give it up. See, this is why humility is important because humility causes you to say, my way of doing things is wrong. My way of doing things is wrong. And then your heart, then you turn things around by taking in the truth. The truth causes the error that you've got to dissipate. And the truth sets you free because it's the error that you've got that has got you into trouble. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. What does it set you free from? The lie. Set you free from the lie. That's what it does. It opens those shackles, but you have to have humility to say, I've been doing this. Wrong. You know what a lot of people say in pride? Oh, well, I've been doing this since birth. This is me. I've been doing it. Okay. That's what the Pharisees said to Jesus. Listen what he says. When you're mature, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about 
by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. See, if you have the truth, you will not succumb to error. You know, I read a very sad story today about two, two men this morning who were sentenced for that January uh, uh, 6th. One, the attorney put up a defense. Oh, my client, his name is Cody Mattis. He was crying, both of them were crying. Put up a defense. Oh, you know, he's, 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 un, he's uneducated and he's unsophisticated. Well, anybody who looked at that day, that's, that's not news. Anybody who was involved there, you can see that they're uneducated, unsophisticated. But here's what the lawyer said. He gets swept up in anything that's on the internet. That's what the lawyer said. This is defense lawyer now. Anything that's on the internet, really. And you know something? I believe him. I believe that. The, 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 the judge said, I believe that, but it's not going to help him. She gave them both 44 months. I definitely believe him. He gets swept up. When he comes out, unless he gets truth, he'll get swept up in some other foolishness. And some other foolishness. Many people's lives are being like the sea, swept there, swept there, swept there. No growth, nothing to show for it. And this is what scripture is telling us. As a result of being mature, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part, causing the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. We are to grow into Christ, but you can't do that unless you are taking in the truth. So it's no good someone actually saying, you know what, I've been a Christian for 50 years. That is no good. Here's what you got to ask. Okay, you've been a Christian for 50 years. Have you been taking in the truth for 50 years? That's what I wanna know. Because now being a Christian is just a label. Have you been taking in the truth. Paul said to the church at Corinth, by now, I should be able to give you solid food. Really, I should be able to give you solid food. But now, you're still carnal. You're babes. Really. And I'm telling you, reading this story, I felt, really, I felt sorry for this guy because I, in reading this story about this guy, I could see his entire life had been summed up. Whoa, there she rises. Whoa. There she rises. And to be honest with you, in fairness, I'm praying that this 44 months is going to be a wake-up call for this man. So many people's lives, 80 years, tossed back and forth this wave of doctrine. What's in fashion? What's in vogue? What's in trend? Oh, yeah. Oh, you should have seen him in the 70s. Yeah, it was that guy. Oh, it changed a lot in the 80s. Oh, yeah, it was this guy in the 90s. Oh, is this guy? Who is this guy? Does he even know? No, no. When you're in the truth, 
you are the person who is becoming like Christ. I'll tell you something, one, one very, very scary thing when I hear people say, oh, I'm going to reinvent myself. Ooh, my word, no, no. You are to grow up in the truth to this maturity. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Here's what should be happening. You should be taken in the word and what the word does, it starts pushing the error out. Just like scripture said, the light came and the darkness could not comprehend it. The light came and displaced the darkness. The truth should be displacing the error. This is what should be happening clearly with this guy who got, who got sentenced to 44 months. That did not happen. The truth should be displacing this error. It's very easy for people to get swept up in cults. Ooh, that sounds cool. Ooh, we'll have some of that. And boom, this one, that one. You know what life truly is about is being anchored in God. It's not being over there or over here, all over there. Paul says in the last days, people will fall captive to any doctrine. They'll want to have their ears tickled. In other words, you know what it means by one to have their ears tickled? They want to have their emotions inflated. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Boy, oh boy, if you're into feel-good doctrine, well, drugs make people feel good. I got to tell you, when I used to get drunk, I used to feel good. Really, I wouldn't do it if, I, if, I, if it didn't make me feel good. That's what I wanted. I wanted to feel good, really. But listen, it's not feeling good we should be looking for. It's being good. There are two different things. You can go to a comedy club and they're a great comedian. They'll make you feel good. But as soon as you get out of the comedy club, you're back to your own life again. No, you want to be good, right? You want to be transformed, right? Feeling good is being entertained. Really, that's all it is. It's over. There's no transformational value in that. You want to be good. You want something that makes your life better. You don't want something that causes you to escape your life and then have to come back into it. That's no good. Who needs that? As I'll go and read a Jackie Collins uh, uh, novel. That's all escapism. No, you want something that trans, and the only thing that can do that is the truth. I'm not talking about the truth that worked in the 80s now, or worked in the 90s now, or worked in the 60s now, no. This truth that I'm talking about, it transcends time. And men like this guy, and I tell you, I felt sorry for him. And what the lawyer said, I believe it. He's uneducated, unsophisticated. Well, clearly anybody who does that is uneducated, unsophisticated. But I believe, really, when he said, almost like he can't help himself. He, gets, he, he, he just gets swept up in all of this stuff on the internet, blah, blah, blah. There are people who watch YouTube videos all day long. Oh, wow, we'll have some of that. There are people... There were people in Kansas, Connecticut, who were watching 
some of these radical clerics, really, of Al-Qaeda and ISIS and getting radicalized in their bedrooms, really, because they're looking for this make me feel good. Wow, that sounds good. I don't want, I never, ever, ever in my life, ever again want what sounds good. I want what will make me good, really. I want what sounded good almost killed me. What sounded good almost killed me. We should want what makes us good. And I'm telling you, as, as long as I'm living, that I can stand on the authority and the word of God. It's this that will transform you. It's this that will give you a better life. It's this, really. It is this. You know, I was going to say something on the radio. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I know he wouldn't mind. I'm going to say it now. But there was a time when my son, when my son came to live with me, when he came from his mother's, he was having epileptic seizures. In fact, actually, there is, was no way was he ever going to do driver's head. I told him, no way. Are you kidding me? Drive his head, you have a seizure on the road to kill yourself and who knows how many other people. And you know what? He gave his life to Christ. Yeah, he was on Lamictal for a while from his mother. And even the neurologist, neurologist told him it's okay to come off it now. And I was just thinking about this because he drove to Arlington, Virginia with not only a U-Haul truck, but a trailer behind with his car attached. I was thinking, wow, isn't God good? I remember a time when he wasn't even gonna do driver's head. Now, I mean, whoa, it's almost like a long distance lorry driver. My word, see what God can do. And that is because he's immersed himself in the things of God. He has immersed himself in the things of God. Third thingy, oh dad, last Sunday, it's my last Sunday last week. Oh, I got to go to a, uh, a church. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. You used to go to a church in uh, North Providence, uh, North Providence Assembly of God. If anybody knows it. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I got to go. I got to die. One of the first things I got to do, uh, I got to get connected to a church in D.C. Yeah. Wow. One of the first things I got to, because he wants truth. He, I mean, he's in a place to really, really get caught up in error down there. Yeah, he wants truth. He's seen how. It changes his life. Charismatic leaders were not going to get rid of those epileptic seizures. It was the immersion in the truth of God's word. Once we immerse ourselves in God's word and embrace the truth and we mature, let me tell you something. Crucifixion won't bother you. You'll be able to say, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. That's when all of the trials and tribulations and the things that the enemy tries to send to you just bounce off. They just bounce off. The enemy now, instead of fiery darts, is using a water pistol. When you're mature, he is using a water pistol. Nothing bothers you and that's where we are to get to where nothing and nothing bothers in this world 
You'll have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But you can only overcome the world when you are immersing yourself in the truth of God's word. You need the word to overcome the world. And on that note, I'm going to hand it back to Sandy. I'm going to do my caring call. Um, please, if you don't know Jesus, you're not sure that you know him, say this prayer with me. Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just make me into mature, help me mature, Father Lord God, into the full stature of you, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen.